It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, email here from, let me find this here. This from from Gareth. Is it Gareth or Gareth? G-A-R-E-T-H. I don't know if the H is silent. Yeah, oh, I think Gareth no. or if it's that's Gareth. No, no, I think that's G. Gareth. No, I think if you throw the H in there, that's a uh, th. Okay. We're going to go Gareth here. He <laughs> says, uh, hey, Mackie, I think the daily listeners deserve, all caps, deserve a proper and long visit from the Hockey Whisperer. It is much deserved. Judd's hockey show needs the hockey whisperer to join the show Ooh. as well. You guys, you and AJ damning. did a a late night. It was damning. Dumb. I don't know if they. I mean, Judd's hockey show has a great array of characters like Jesse Pierce, AJ Frederickson, right. and Declan Goff. I don't know if we necessarily. Need Why are you being whisperer. weird and insecure about? Well, I don't think that this wrong. Judd's hockey, the hockey show. whisperer. The whisperer's been, been gone. Yeah, and he's been gone, and all of a sudden he's just infiltrating no. Judd's hockey show. Wow! Wow! He's, awfully, he's awfully, awfully he's, territorial of just saying. welcome, Declan. Just saying. Hockey's for everyone. Hockey is for well, okay, yeah, including the whisper. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel I, like I, just, I don't. I don't know if I like this mindset of like closing off. We're gonna yeah. okay. We're gonna be territorial, and we're not gonna. That's not how this well, works. It's just very convenient that now all of a sudden the hockey whisper is showing back up. That's that's all I'm saying. Well, no, you know this what? is an email from Gareth asking for the hockey whisper. Okay. You, you know what's the hockey funny? whisperer has been on in some yeah, uh, I, some remote island somewhere after he put his career on the line during last year's playoff run. So, you know, it's interesting that like in the last year, in a lot of ways, and we, we were talking about this off mic. Declan has matured and done a lot of things, but I feel like he's become yeah, he's more got a spiteful. he's got a beard and a tax guy now. It's and now crazy. He's, and now he's more spiteful and, and hateful towards and and I mean, I'm trying to find the common denominators of what's changed. But I mean, the whisperer is welcome on any. Declan, you're not wants. you're not going to get ahead in life by trying to hold other people in the hockey whisperer down. Okay, like make make room for a abu- well, abundance of hockey just, analysts. I, I'd say it's convenient. I'm not being territorial. I'm just it's a little convenient. That's all. I mean, I kind of feel like I'm being ganged up on here. I think that I think the territorialness is being uh, being 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 thrown from Mackie and Judd. I just threw out a very simple question. I remained calm, and now all of a sudden the gloves are off, and then and then now you're now you're punching down the gloves the, off. It's not the gloves okay. off at all. Kind of feels, dude. Like you were 18 when the whisperer showed up one day in the studio <laughs> out of nowhere, completely. I think he was still stinking drunk, and said, "Nino Niederreiter's going I to was, score." Fun fact: I was 21. That was like one of my Whatever first you were, you were, bar experiences. It was one of the greatest days of my life. You were a child. Yeah, you maybe we child. maybe we need it. Okay, two things. First of all, the hockey whisperer, after putting his career on the line unsuccessfully with a prediction during last year's playoffs, does not come back for regular season hockey. Okay, so let's we'll okay. just put no need to worry, no need to be territorial. 
But it sounds like we may need a history update here that nine years ago, the Hockey yep. Whisperer was born by predicting, like you said, not only no. that Nino Niederreiter specifically would score the game-winning goal in a Game 7 against the Avalanche, but that it would happen not in overtime, but specifically in double overtime. Okay, The clairvoyance, it's like, you know, how many years day. does Bill Belichick get after he's clearly like gone off the cliff as a coach, well, he gets as long as he wants because he he coached the Patriots six. The hockey whisperer gets as long as he wants to decide about what he does with his career. Okay, it's like wrestling, by the way. Oh, you're like uh, you put your career on the line as long as you sit out like a year, you can come so you're, back you're, at you're, any you're point Goldberg. in time. You're kind of Goldberg right at this point, <laughs> which is not a good, not a really a, a great person to be in, in today's wrestling age. I did see the WrestleMania card came out. I don't see Goldberg on it, so that's good. Uh, but I don't think you want to be Goldberg. But you know, hey. That's fine too. You I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin came back, and he was uh, that's right, you know, stopping him pretty up good hole. shape last year. So, anyways, my question, not the hockey whispers question, but old Macadax question for you guys is: Should we be officially on Stanley Cup watch for the Minnesota Wild? Boy, this is such a loaded question because this team hasn't been past the first round since 2015. Yet they're 16, one and four. Um, or as, as Patrick says, that means they're 16 and five in their last 21 <laughs> games. He's right. It is it weird. Is. Like, oh, they, did, very they weird. did lose those games. Yeah, least. it's very weird. But, but they got a, but they tortured a point from the four games. So they still get points in those games. So that's how they justify that. Uh, but with the way this team is playing and like last night, in the, here's the way I would put it because as, as Dex and I've talked about, the Eastern Conference is incredible. So, but as far as Stanley Cup representing, the Western Conference in the Stanley Cup, with the way they're playing right now, yeah, I wow. think you got to. I think you got to take them seriously. Wow. I think you got to take them seriously, and I think you have to take this seriously. The 2003 flag is back. Oh wow, that's right. The, the last time they were in the Western Conference Finals, there. The bear claws the in the again. other studio. I would get the bear claw, but I would have to hop like three different doors to get so. Um, I, I think what what's been so encouraging from the wild side is other players. So they lost their superstar, which and, and that was you know. 10 games into their amazing streak that they're on with the one regulation loss and kind of obviously put a pretty big damper on the, on the parade. Cause it was like, Oh, well they just lost the most important piece. Uh, the guy that's really only scoring goals for them. They've had a uh, huge trouble scoring five on five and just scoring in general. And I guess uh, this is probably gonna be it for it. Well, now all of a sudden Matt Boldy steps up in his ac- absence. Uh, the trade acquisitions that they've made, Johansson, Sunquist have all made a humongous difference and the probably the biggest factor, right, is the goaltending. I mean, Philip Gustafson and Marc-Andre Fleury are playing out of their minds, and they have a great defensive structure where the Wild, this has been the Wild's bread and butter for years. I mean, they've had Spurgeon and Brodeen and Dumba. They've had all these defensive guys, you know, in their system for, what, eight to ten years, it seems like. And you can plug in an Alex Daylock. You can plug in a Devin Dubnik. You can plug in a Cam Talbot, and they've mostly been fine. Well, this year, I think it's very clear Philip Gustafson and Marc-Andre Fleury are playing a level even above those guys. And doesn't matter who's in net. And they're both such different styles that you feel really, really confident no matter who's in net for them. And, th- and that's the biggest thing. You need your goaltender to steal you a couple games per, per playoff series. So obviously, if you're going to make a Stanley Cup run, they're going to have to steal multiple games for you. Uh, but you feel really good about the Wilds goaltender, and I think that's the most important ingredient for a playoff run. And And this is a, a really primitive way to... I mean, I'm sure Declan has more advanced analytical ways to measure this, but in terms of just goals allowed, no team in the Western Conference, as we wake up today here after that win over uh, the Avalanche last night, no team in the Western Conference has allowed fewer goals than the Minnesota Wild. 
Uh, they've they've now so they're they're four goals fewer than the Stars and the Avalanche. Although, well, I guess and they have a game in hand, so it's it's a plus for or the other teams have a game in hand, so it's only going to get better as the games even up. Some of that's goaltending, some of it's blue line play, I would guess, but it's kind of a mix of like the old defensive style wild that you know Judd's two thousand three flag, but they're doing that as well as any team in the Western Conference and goaltending. But they also, especially when Kaprizov comes back, they also have him now and Boldy, who emerged as these superstar goal scorers. I don't know if you would put Boldy in that category because of a hot march, but the dude's 21 years old. This might be him, like, realizing his offensive potential for the first time, right? If everybody understands when Kaprizov comes back that they need to play like they're currently playing, they'll be in great shape. If they start to watch Kaprizov and rely on him to uh, come in, ride in on Declan's favorite horse and save the day they're going to be in big trouble so like that's the difference is that they've they have guys and and boldy is the poster child because he scored a ton of goals but the reality is with Kaprizov out everyone has basically doubled down and played their role better and the you know the Marcus Johansson pickup continues to be amazing I mean he was incredible last night because he can he is super fast uh, and he can skate with the Abs, who are a more probably talented team. But what the Wild has now is, and last night's game was super impressive. Like, that was no fluke. Last night's game was an example of the fact that the Wild has enough speed to keep up with a team like the Abs. They probably they can't match McKinnon and McCarr, but they could keep up. But more importantly, they also can play a heavy physical game against them, frustrate them, and slow them down. The thing I like the most that we're seeing right now is this. What the Wild is doing is playoff sustainable. Um, a year ago, we probably didn't we probably didn't ID this quick enough, but the fact that they were a team that rallied late, right? Pulled their goaltender and scored a goal, which is great in the regular season. That's not sustainable in the playoffs. And the fact was that Wild team really didn't have the makeup of a playoff team. This team now, especially with the deadline acquisitions that Bill Guerin made up front, has that. And they have an they have enough depth where when guys get hurt, which is inevitable, you can replace guys now. So like there is a they they not only statistically are doing some things that are impressive, but but if you watch them a lot, they pass the eye test for playoff games. Dude, here's a here's something crazy. Okay, you mentioned the you know the whatever it is sixteen one and four or sixteen one and five over the past twenty some games. The last time. The last time the Wild lost a regulation game against a Western Conference team that the Gus bus was in net for. February 8th against Dallas. The last time the Gus bus lost a regulation game to a Western Conference team. February 8th. Here comes the bus. At Dallas. Coming on the tracks. It's insane. Yes, and yeah. so and I, and I told you guys this with uh, with Royce on the Royce Unchained episode today, which you can find too if you want some more wild discussion. Yeah, I think we've just, especially guys like me and Declan, who just we've grown up, we've never like Judd was was in college or shortly after when the like you lived as an adult through the Twins winning a World Series in eighty seven and ninety one. Young adult Judd climbing Teenage light poles Judd. downtown Minneapolis. Yeah, I was all greased up, but I still got to the top. <laughs> Declan and I, the, the only reality that we know with all of the four major men's, you know, team sports in this town, and hell, I guess if, if you want to throw in, you know, Minnesota United, you want to throw in Gopher Sports, whatever, too, the only thing we know is pretty good teams in the regular season that then get beat in the first round, or maybe they make it to the conference finals 
like the Timberwolves once did or the Vikings do once every 10 years, right? And then they get beat. But at some point, unless you are even more of a fatalist than Judd is when it comes to Minnesota sports, at some point, one of these teams will break through and win a Stanley Cup. Sounds crazy, but win a Larry O'Brien trophy. Win the Vince Lombardi trophy, right? Like, it's going to happen at some point. And that was my original question here off the top of this episode here of Mackie and Judd is like, yeah, there's a, there's a much better chance that this team just they hey they had a great regular season they get in maybe they win a series they get beat in the in the you know conference semifinals we've seen that play out before, right? But there is a non-zero chance to steal a phrase from our old friend Derek Wetmore a non-zero chance that this team wins the whole thing. They'd have to upset a Boston team or somebody, but it's hockey. If you can get there, well, yeah, and the Boston's Gus bus get gets there. hot or Flurry turns back the clock. I just think it's really interesting the position they've put themselves in here in the last three weeks. We've gone from like, what should they do at the trade deadline to, oh my God, is, like, could they roll through a pretty mediocre Western Conference and do something here? Well, and don't sleep on the fact too that this is um, this is an example of what a really good executive can do. Because Bill Gar- I mean, this team first of all did not start the season as this team. Like there were question marks, much like with the Wolves. Like there was, there was some dead weight and there were some issues. And, you know, remember, you're dealing with a team that is still in salary cap hell. So like they're doing this despite the fact that nobody had huge expectations because this was the first year the Parisian Suter contracts really kicked your ass. Um, and Bill Guerin made trades at the deadline, which have proven huge. The Gustafson trade alone is one of the most incredible trades in in sports in this town that we have seen for like what you get for what you're getting for a guy that you basically thought we've got to dump him. And we all expected, okay, you dumped him. Now what? When you look, though, at the tweaks that Bill has made, when you look at the fact that he has built up the depth where they now have enough guys, you know, where's Gustav Nyquist going to play? This is a big controversy. I assure you someone's going to get hurt and he can play. Um, But, you know, and a year ago. In fact, AJ brought this up on the episode that we did last night, and I'd forgotten about this, but he's 100% right. If you guys remember, a lot of the controversy, or not a lot of, a controversy that was caused in the midst of the wild success last season was when Anson Carter on the TNT studio panel went on and said, one problem with the, with that team that I see is a lack of depth. And wild fans went nuts. You know, they're la- and, and like the wild mocked it. Oh, we That's got the plenty- strongest thing on this yeah, team. It's, and it really... Yeah. And it really wasn't. But now it is. Like, there, no one's going to talk about a lack of depth here. So I think the, I think the thing that's so fun about this, and, and the Wolves sort of have this too, is you've got two GMs in town. And Tim Connolly certainly has had a flawed year too, so don't, I'm not absolving him. But you've got two GMs in town. Or, or, maybe, or maybe he hasn't. Well, no, but he might have he solved the flaw. But two GMs in town who went to a trade deadline and they didn't like make the biggest splashes. They didn't make the trade where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe you got Gretzky. But what what did they do? Adults they sol- in the room. They solidified the team. Yeah. Like don't sleep on that. Like, like, like that's the type of thing that I think's been so frustrating that this that this state doesn't see enough of. But you know, you've now had three trade deadlines consecutively, Vikings, Wolves, and Wild, in which the GM of those teams has used that deadline to significantly upgrade that team. That's like working between – that's really, really interesting, and I think it's really heartening to see if you're a fan of those teams. Yeah. they're kind of Some of these trades are kind of boring trades, right? Well, the Wild just made three yeah. kind of just uh, nondescript trades, and 
Yes. Or while the Wolves actually got rid of a flashy player who might be the best player in the trade for a 35-year-old point guard and some second-round picks. And at the end of the day, in, in, you know, the, the book will still be written on Tim Connolly. I think Bill Guerin's, there's enough to his resume at this point the last few years. Like, you know, they haven't hoisted a cup yet, but like that dude knows what he's looking at. And it goes beyond just the analytics or the back of the, you know, trading card numbers. There's a certain chemistry and glue factor that you have to account for. And not all general managers. I would argue that the Derek Falvey and Thad Levine have been awful at this part of it. They, they kind of know what they're looking at when it comes to analytics and different things. But when it comes to, all right, chemistry in the room and getting everyone to buy into something, like you bring in players like Sonny Gray who don't agree with the philosophy of the manager, or you bring in Andrelton Simmons who who comes in as an anti-vaxxer, for instance, and I'm not playing either side. I'm just saying, like, from a chemistry standpoint, the Twins have been terrible at that. Yep, The Wild have been great at it. The Wolves, we'll see. It looks like they've kind of figured it out. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I do wonder if those three trades, was it three trades or four? I think it was three uh, for the Sun, Wild. Sunquist, Johansson, uh, Nyquist. Four. Klingberg. And Klingberg. Yeah, That's and you're four. kind of like like Jordan Greenway. I'm not saying he was a cancer in the room, but it's like, you know, just kind of this plotting oaf that he was underachieving right. and... He's not adding to the to the situation, right? Yep. Super interesting. And I think that's where Garen, uh, his playing days, his executive days, you know, make a big difference here because he was once a guy who was a superstar player. I mean, he was an all-star with the Devils, and then towards the end of his career, he recognized that, hey, I, I'm no longer the player that I used to be, so how can I benefit the room in Pittsburgh? All right, so this is Sidney Crosby's team now. My time, my, my prime years are done, but I can still contribute to this team as a player. How do I make Sidney better? How do I make the team better? Same thing as an executive, right? Like he knows that, all right, this team has Kirill. Boldy is a little little up and down, but they need some supplement. They need a shot in the arm. So go get Ryan Reeves. And this team can't score. So why are we getting Ryan Reeves? Well, because the room has to be a little bit better. And you don't have a lot. You don't want to give up a bunch of high capital like your draft picks and your top prospects, which the Wild have, and they're still able to be buyers of the deadline. I mocked the Johansson trade when it happened six weeks ago. I said, why are you bringing this guy back? You gave up a third round pick for someone who doesn't not who isn't going to make much of a difference when the first time around. Well, he's a playoff vet. He's been to a cup and he has helped waken up Matt Boldy. So I think I think Garen's experience with just knowing what it takes to add to that room that's that's where the perfect blend of analytics. And he's come on our show and talked about the same thing that he relies on analytics, but he has a human side of it that when you blend them both together, right, you put it in that stew of both the human and analytic element, that's where you get the best results, and I think that's why the Wilds trade acquisitions have been so successful. And at the press conference that uh, both Dean and Bill held after the Johansson trade, their first thing was last time around he was a great fit for us. So, like, it wasn't like he's going to make Boldy great. Like, I'm sure they hoped, right? But what the first thing that both of them said was, JoJo's a great fit for us. He was well liked mm-hmm. here. He liked it here. He's going to seamlessly fit in. And Phil, you bring up a really in- interesting point because I know, right? <laughs> because well, but we've all covered sports here, and I don't think it takes a ton of work to identify a locker room that feels like it's got a it factor or one that feels like uh, this is not right. I like you know. I, I wasn't joking for years when I would come on our shows and talk about Crazy and Suter and that locker room is just all screwed up. And I think fans were like, you know, because we we heard the old thing, oh, Koivu's a fine captain. Who cares about captains, John? I'm like, no, it matters in this sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to your point about the Twins, that like brings it full circle to the bad of, okay, 
we all thought, oh man, you got Lance Lynn cheap. That's awesome. No, but but the Bill Garens of the world think, okay, I might get him cheap, but am I getting him happy? Is he going to fit in? You know, those are the type of things. And and I think fans, not that's not fair to say. I think some fans don't understand this isn't building a rotisserie baseball team or a fantasy football team. You know, it's not a collection of names that get you points. It's a collection of human beings that have to have chemistry. You know, and and Mike Conley on the Wolves now clearly brought something. Mm -hmm. There is no question they are a different team. You know, the Wild and Wolves, this is as much in the same season as I've seen those two teams morph and change as I can remember. Both those teams are not the teams that started the the season. And in the Wolves' case, it ain't close. Yeah. By the way, I had my rotisserie fantasy baseball draft last night. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you still doing that to your poor wife? Were, were you like, well, I'm in a, for like no, hours? We, well, I'm in a, I'm in a different league with some of the same guys, and we do this other league online. I'm, I'm no longer in the one where it's like daily lineup changes. Oh, you're out it. of the. It's a the ten hour long? like yeah. They said it was like a ten or twelve hour draft on Saturday. I used to live for that. I can't do it anymore, man. What happened? I can't do it anymore. Life. I don't Life. know. Like oh, it's I hard don't... to. So last night we did a we did a just you it's an it. it's a second league Over. and it's a, like a two hour online draft and uh, well old Macadac would love to tell you about it. Shohei Otani in the first round, uh, Vladdy Vladdy Guerrero Junior. or the tenth pick, man. Otani fell to the tenth pick. Yeah, I don't know what these guys are doing. Old Macadac got him though. Who went Very first, excited. Trout? No, Trout, Trout went after Otani. I had to decide between Trout and Otani, and then the rest. So, are these baseball fans? Can We've I already talked about this way longer than uh, anyone cares sorry. about. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm but sorry. Uh, yeah, Otani. I was trying to get Otani and Trout because that would have just been super fun. But uh, anyhow, I'll tell you what: if you're interested in fantasy baseball, mm-hmm. Underdog Fantasy oh. is a great place with opening day here today. Get on in. That's right. I can see some pick 'em options for Pablo Lopez. You want to ride a little strikeout, a little four and a half strikeouts? I think you can strike out more than four and a half Kansas City Royals pitchers for uh, hitters. Excuse me, for God's sakes, or you get on some of these drafts. They got the cycle right now. Uh, so you, you enter with a $7 entry. There's $8,000 in grand prizes, okay? So there's plenty of options. Underdog Fantasy, get your baseball fix, get your hockey fix. You got the Masters coming up here next week. There's plenty of great options at Underdog Fantasy. If you want to join first-time users, uh, get, a pro, get a bonus of $100 when you use promo code SCORE. That's S-K-O-R. Go down the Underdog Fantasy app and show us those winning slips. So I think I think the verdict here is that it's not Stanley Cup warning yet, but it's definitely Stanley Cup watch. The, the Wild have have put everyone on Stanley Cup notice or watch. Yeah, no, that's fair. Okay. That's fair. Watch. Yep, yep. If this was an actual warning, you would be told to buy tickets. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's fair. Amazing. And you can find Judd's Hockey Show anywhere you find podcasts and also just in the Mackie and Judd podcast feed and Score North YouTube channel. Judd's Hockey Show. The Hockey Whisperer. Don't worry. Don't worry, Declan. The Hockey Whisperer is not going to infringe on any territory. I got uncomfortable quickly, and I'm not quite sure why. I I was just asking a question, and I think you guys didn't hear it as uncomfortable. No, I think it was... I think it was laced. I think it was loaded. I think it was more than... Let us know. Do you think Declan lashed out a little aggressively? At the hockey whisperer there in the YouTube comment section, it was sort of like when when uh, Conan had the, the Tonight Show briefly. <laughs> Le- Leno <laughs> came back Conan. and threw him off. I just yeah. want to come back for a segment. I just, I just yeah. want to come back for a yeah. segment. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what that was sort of like. It's like the whisperer can't. No, the whisperer. I'll can't go to TBS and also have a great career. Okay, so you guys can get your your late show. You go to TBS, yeah. or you'll go to TBS and have a career. A I don't career. know if it would wind up being a great uh, career and a podcast. Positively a podcast. funny. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys.